You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation Cheer and Gymnastics Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are going to be talking about why it is important for you to make your program about more than just winning. Uh, Before we get into the episode, make sure you head over to Cheer and Gymnastics Owners on Facebook. Yes, it used to be NG Cheer and Gymnastics Owners, and we've just even simplified it further to it's just cheer and gymnastics owners on Facebook. And you've requested to join that group. If you're an owner of your gym, make sure that you answer the membership questions. It helps us get things going a lot faster for you. So get those answers, uh, in so we can get you approved quicker. We don't have to reach out directly and ask you questions. If you are not an owner, head over to all-star cheer coaches, and owners Facebook group and make sure you've joined that group. If you're a cheer coach, you're an owner who coaches, or you just want to follow coaching, make sure you've joined that group. If you are an advertiser, please remember that we have very specific advertising rules. You must be a sponsor of NextGen to advertise on those pages. So you, you can't just hop on and start advertising your product. You will be removed. So avoid that, right? Let's just treat each other respectfully. If you want to be a sponsor, reach out to us. We're always looking for more sponsors at NextGen uh, that align with our core values. And you make sure you head over to nextgenowners.com to subscribe to our blog where you're going to get all of Danielle's great information uh, that she sends out every couple days, a bunch of amazing blogs she's put out recently. So make sure you've joined those as well. And On that same website, you can also get registered for conference. We have conference coming up this summer, June 23rd through the 25th in Dallas, Texas. It's going to be absolutely amazing. We're starting to release some of our guest speakers, and we've got some really, really amazing ones coming to conference. Uh, We just announced that Ramel uh, Asuna is going to be teaching. He is the uh, tumbling director at World Cup, absolutely phenomenal tumbling instructor, and he's going to be one of our guest instructors at conference. So make sure that you head over and you get registered for that conference. It is going to be the best conference in the industry this year uh, for hitting all aspects of coaches, owners, managers, everything you can get out of a conference, you're going to get at this conference. So make sure you get registered for that. All right. So as we get into this episode, um, we're talking about why it is important for your program to be about more than just winning. Now, I'll be honest, we're coming off of NCA weekend and NCA is always, I, I went to cheer sport and I went to NCA and NCA is always a, uh, a challenging weekend in general. It is some of the best teams from around the country coming to compete against one another. And, at the end of the day, not everyone wins. In fact, way more teams attend NCA and don't win than attend NCA and do win. So as I was looking at it, and I, I as a coach, I always want to win, and I really would like to win NCA. And in full transparency, I have yet to do it as a coach. My program's won NCA, uh, and I've been a part of the process, but I haven't coached a team that has won NCA. And it's a little bit of a... Um, frustration for me. I would like to win at some point in time. Um, but I also know that I am a key factor in that. And 
what I am doing and what I am delivering as a coach is going to directly impact whether or not my teams win. So what do you do though, if you know that competitively you're not always going to be winning? And if you're not always going to be winning, um, is it the right approach to always make things about the win? And my argument is no, it's not. You have to make your program about more than just winning at every single competition because you're not always going to win. There were some amazing teams there at NCA this weekend that didn't win. And they're amazing teams. And so I'm gonna I'm actually gonna reference uh some of those teams uh in this podcast and speak positively about them. So um one, you need to make your program about about character and development of character more than it is about any trophy or championship. Two, you need to make your program about memories and relationships amongst your athletes. And then three, you need to make your program about the overall experience of what a season in your program is like and how athletes feel and grow. So talking about the character aspect of things, character is so hugely important and so rarely taught and enforced because we have this win at all costs mentality a lot of times in cheerleading, and that is not always the best approach. So this became very evident for me this week, and it's always been evident for me, but I, th- I think there was a really great example of it. And I made sure to tell the gym owner, um, who you'll know who it is in here just a second, I made sure to seek them out and tell them how impressed I was that this was happening the way it was. And they're not the only ones, but this was just a very um, obvious example this last weekend. So I'm talking about TGLC. TGLC is one of the more famous teams in the country right now. Um, they always have amazing routines. They have lots of um, flair and pizzazz and kids know who they are. Uh, when we were at Cheer Sport, uh, you could look at the Varsity TV. I actually talked about this on on a previous podcast, you know, stop watching through your phone, but just watch and enjoy and support. And TGLC again competed this weekend at NCA. And I watched live on Varsity TV uh, because I didn't want to deal with the arena. And it was insane how loud it was. Like that arena was packed for the large co-ed division. And I didn't watch all of the teams, but when they announced TGLC was on deck, like the arena erupted. You couldn't even hear the team that was following on being announced because it was so loud with people who were excited to watch TGLC. And they went out and they had a good performance on day one, but it wasn't perfect. And they probably were a little bit disappointed by um, having a stunt drop, which as any team would be. But overall, they did an amazing job and they put out an amazing routine in the arena. And that's not even what I want to talk about, though. What was the most impressive about those kids is the character. And what I mean, mean by this is, at NCA, those athletes performed super early in the morning. Like I think it was around 8.40 or something like that. It was really early. Um, large co-ed was really, really early in the day. I arrived uh, for our teams around 11.30, and I was walking around the event, and it I think it was about 12.15. And I saw athletes from TGLC who were still in uniform, uh, who were still looking like they hadn't even gotten back to their team room 
who were standing in various points along the walk at the convention center. And they had a lot, each, each set of kids had lines of athletes waiting to take photos with them. And these athletes were just standing there and they were taking the time to talk to these kids, to take photos with these kids and to help them make memories and have an experience and let them meet them. And I actually overheard one set of kids who was like, Hey, we're going to come back, but we haven't, we haven't eaten lunch yet. And we've, we've haven't even gotten back to our stuff. So we're going to leave. We're going to leave for about an hour. We're going to go get lunch and we'll come back and we'll take more pictures. And they were like, and the kids were, of course, were like, Oh, thank you. No, it's okay. But like how kind of them to stop and do that. They easily could have just said, no, I'm not taking pictures, walked and gone and got their stuff and left. And they didn't do that. And that is such an immense character attribute to like know that they are a bigger part of this community and the way they interact with those young kids is going to have a lasting impact on, uh, on their lives and their impression of the sport as a whole. And I just found that so impressive to see those athletes behaving in that manner. And I made, uh, sure to seek out the owners of top gun and let them know. Um, I, I talked to Kristen and I told her how, impressed I was with that and how it's goes so much more beyond any skill to see athletes behaving in that manner. And that's something that we try and instill in our athletes in our program. And they're not perfect at it, but teaching that character and that character and how to, uh, handle loss with grace and how to handle wins with grace is so important to continue to teach through our sport and continue to reinforce. So Making your program about teaching the character is such an important aspect and so much more important than just winning a trophy. Number two, uh, I mentioned making it about the, the making your program about relationships and building relationships. And this one I think is really important because it is truly the relationships more than it is the wins that are going to keep people coming back year over year over year over year. Now, Wins absolutely will help you get people in your program to some extent. There are programs that are incredibly successful and people go to those programs to try and win. However, the majority of us aren't going to be that program because like I said, not everyone's going to win every time. Some programs do. Some programs have a really good run for a couple of years and then they'll, they'll falter a little bit, have to rebuild. So it can vary year to year. And if you make it all about winning, then what do you do when you're not winning? You're going to have to rebuild. You're going to have to struggle through. So if your culture is only about the win, then you don't have a healthy culture. So making it about the relationships they have with one another, with the other athletes on the mat and with the other athletes in your gym is such a critical component. And this is where having teams support one another when they're competing become so beneficial. This is where having big sisters and little sisters on teams or amongst different teams can be beneficial. This is where having athletes have shared experiences um, at events becomes so beneficial because it's now about the relationship that they have with one another. It's about 
um, doing it with one another, being on the mat with one another. People want to come back so they don't disappoint their teammates. Building those relationships and building those experiences and showing them that this is not something that they're going to get somewhere else in another sport or you know, what's the most common reason you hear kids want to not cheer? Oh, well, I just want to hang out with my friends. I just want to have fun with my friends. Well, make cheer your friends, right? If you make cheer their friends and they're having fun with their friends, then they will continue to cheer. If you make it all about winning, then what do you do when you don't win? And sometimes winning is not fully in your control as a coach. It's a lot in your control and how you approach things, but it's not always fully in your control. Sometimes judges just don't like you. I've had teams that I thought should have won that didn't, and I couldn't change it. I've gotten scores that I've disagreed with. I know there are lots of coaches in the industry who've gotten scores that they disagree with because AccuScore was a madhouse at both Cheersport and NCA. And it was a madhouse because people disagreed with their scores. And so they were challenging things. So I know I'm not the only one who thinks that there have been times where the judges were incorrect or I disagreed with their opinion. And we can do that respectfully. That's a part of the sport. But that is an important aspect of what are you doing to make things about more than just the win? And the answer is make things about the relationships. Right. Lastly is to make things about the experience within your program. What is the experience of the season like? And if you don't think about this diligently and you don't actually plan it in an intentional way, it's not going to happen accidentally. Now, some of the things that you see programs do seem like they're almost accidental, like it just happens naturally for them. And it's because they've been around for a long time. And so they are doing things that they've done many, many times that are experiences. Are you taking the time to take team photos? Are you taking the time to do special events when you travel? Are you taking the time to have the entire program together? You know, we only travel to one away event a year. And the coolest moment from this weekend, in my opinion, the coolest moment was when we had our entire program together on Friday night. And we were missing a couple people because we had a heck of a time getting there due to ice storms. But we had our entire program together Friday night and we were doing mark throughs and everyone was encouraging each other and clapping and counting. And we were just running through routines and, and getting kind of mentally in the space to compete. And it was such a cool moment because it rarely happens. We rarely have our entire program together like that. Now we're not a mega program, so we can do it. We only have, we had a hundred and five kids at NCA. So it was doable for us. It wasn't unreasonable, which maybe you can't do that, but it was such a cool experience. And we plan those events throughout the year. So we have, we have camp, we have choreography and camp. Our entire program is together. We have these moments in time where we have these touch points, camp showcase first event, um, you know, our, our special bonding events and things like that, that we plan throughout the season. We have these experiential moments in time that we schedule and plan and are diligent about, because if you're not diligent about those things and you don't plan the process, it's not going to happen naturally. And ours culminates kind of our end of season, which is a challenge we're running into right now, because for the first time ever, not all of our teams have summit bids. And that means that 
that experiential moment might get missed. And that's a concern. That's something that we're trying to kind of wrap our brains around of like, what are we going to do to kind of keep all these kids together without having a summit experience, which normally is a huge retention event for us because we're talking to athletes and they're all together and they're bonding and they're like, oh my gosh, I want to be with my friends. And so they come back for another year. So what is it that you can do if you don't go to an end of season event? Do you have a little retreat? Do you do things like that, that are going to, you know, build kids up and get them excited about coming back the next season, but you've got to diligently plan your experiences for the year to have a quality experience across the board. Because when you make things all about winning, that's the only option of what success looks like. And a successful season looks a lot different than always winning, in my opinion. Always winning is great, but that's not always going to happen. And what if you're only built around that identity, you might end up being disappointed. So as you leave this podcast, uh, I, I want you to do two things. One, I want you to get registered for conference because we will be talking about things like this, planning your season and, and building your culture at conference. And number two, I want you to spend some time figuring out what it is your program is about. What is your identity? What is your season truly about? And then make sure that you and your coaches are all on the same page of how you are reinforcing that within your program. All right, everyone, this has been a short episode. I have to apologize. I'm still getting my feet underneath me. I'm just back from NCA. You can tell my voice is a little hoarse. I'm getting over a cold, so I'm a little bit tired. So I apologize uh, for it being a shorter one. We've got some good episodes coming, though. I promise I got some more hot takes and I got some exciting stuff to talk about um, and some great business building advice as we head into next season. If you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure you check out the Jason Larkins Let's Talk Cheer podcast. Great content. Uh, Jason Larkins is also, I think, going to be one of our guest speakers at conference. It hasn't officially been announced, but I think it's happening. Um, So again, get registered for conference. Check out his podcast. And with that, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.